Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party. It's 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. It's unbelievable. I can't believe it. Thank you. There's a really delayed drop there. What are you doing? Are you having a beverage? Oh, you were having a beverage. I was just clear out my palate, make sure that I'm ready to talk. No gunk in my throat. Jackson's getting ready to head down I-55 to Memphis to watch the Grizzlies and Clip Show tonight. And the New York Knickerbockers tomorrow. That's right, Tim. Yeah, really looking forward to it. God bless. Things couldn't have gone worse in terms of uh, the Grizzlies' health with John Morant, slap tear, he's out. Marcus Smart, broken finger, he's out. Kobe Brown with the Clippers uh, sent down to their G League team in Ontario. But hey, I still get to watch four Hall of Famers tonight. You uh, bailing? Sounds like you're bailing on the trip. Hell no. Hell right. no, I'm not Jackson's bailing. in. You can get into the YouTube and talk it over regarding this Grizzlies-Clippers game. Airlines Team Studio Cameras uh, is who sponsors the YouTube, youtube.com, and it's the 101 ESPN channel. Subscribe and enjoy the fun and games. Jackson and I will be on youtube.com slash TMASTL coming up right at 11, probably quick, because yeah. you're getting on the road. Mm-hmm. But we're going to keep our QFTA streak alive today. That's, That's right. the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Three shows all before noon. How about that? Easy money, man. That's just that. I say another day, another dollar. Man, look at you. What we do? Passive income is what you have. That's what that's what you guys have at Ladue. It's the life we've chosen. You make money on the backs of my people in South St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm the worst. Oh, cut to the chase. I'm the Jeez. true enemy. Well, I think you are the hero of today's program because it's a Friday, which means it's time for the Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter. Woot, woot. Quick draw, Tim. Let's get into it. Dan Lanning is staying in Eugene, Oregon. Not leading with the blues over the blue shirts, and the enemy has appeared, and he's right here in Crevecore, Missouri. Unbelievable. Leaveable. Are we doing sports talk radio in St. Louis or in Portland? Boy, I'd like to talk about Portland. You want to talk Rip City? Yeah, they, they lost. They were losing by 62 at one point last night to the Thunder. Uh, <laughs> either way, uh, Dan Lanning is staying in Eugene and also denies the rumors that he was in Tuscaloosa yesterday. My first question to you, Tim. Do we have the audio from the reporter? Yeah, give me a moment. Here. Okay. Ooh, the reporter, I don't know on that one. Uh, well, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to step over the line of scrimmage, look out on the defense, see that Mike linebacker, get on my step stool, and go, boys, we're going to call an audible right here. Let's talk about Jordan Cairo and Jordan Bennington. Jackson calls them the Jordan brothers. And the Jordan rules last night at Enterprise Center were a Jim Dandy over the Metropolitan Division leading New York Rangers, or as Jackson calls them, 
the blue shirts. And what a win it was in a game that Drew Bannister wasn't really particularly pleased with the play. But the power play, oh, the power play, our nemesis became our friend in a win in which Jordan Bennington had 41 shaves and Jordan Cairo had himself a hat trick. I got a question on that. The Blues are in the midst of a really tough stretch of their schedule and doing more than holding their own. Binner's hot. Kairou has fans throwing hats on the ice, and they're competing, if not winning, with some of the best teams in the NHL. That's right. That's right. Yep. Bounce back after Tuesday. That's right. If the Blues can remain hot and continue to improve the power play like they did last night, do you think that there is a chance that Drew Bannister could be the coach of the future? Yes, I do. I, I, I do. I know my, my responsibility is to uh, say more than yes. <laughs> But uh, I do see that uh, is becoming more and more possible. And I think one of the biggest reasons is you're seeing more consistent play. And I realized Tuesday was down. I kind of like a guy who's in an interim role who just beat a division leader after also having a good week the previous week. Having... May I say it? I don't know if I can. I don't know HD1 rules. I've always been an AM radio guy, Mm -hmm. an HD2 guy. Mm -hmm. But I'll say it, the balls. To sit up there following, score-wise, an impressive win and say, I'm not happy with the way we played. If anything, we're fortunate to get out of here with two points. This team echoed that sentiment, which shows the team isn't going, hold on a second, once we just beat New York 5-2 and guys sharpshooting us? They, They agreed. And that, I think, says something. So uh, I think that with each passing day and you're beating teams of this caliber, it gives more credibility to what he's got going on. The power play is certainly something that you circle, but uh, I don't know. What is it? I mean, they, they've beaten some quality teams. If they're going to be in the playoffs, most likely it's going to be as a wild card. Look at how they've played some of the top teams, which is who you would play if you're a wild card. You're going to be playing the top of the division teams. If you get in as a wild card, and uh, who knows, maybe that gives you a little sweat when April rolls around, Jackson. Yeah, we've talked about the the new coach jump a team gets, but I think at this point we're well outside that window where that theory, phenomena, is the case. I think now this is kind of Bannister's identity, more consistent play, uh, a lot more shots. I mean, tough to argue against that, and you do what you do against these tough teams in the East. you got to like what you're seeing if you're a Blues fan for the future, not to mention all the young cats doing all that in the World Juniors. Yeah, I know, Puck. Wow. Did, did Jamie Rivers like write you a script? He's in my ear right now, actually. You have an IFB. Mm-hmm. Yep. Feeding me takes. Holy moly. Cockatoli. Yeah. So it's all on delivery for me. If I can deliver it, I'm fool people left and right. How about this? Well, I actually do have something because I texted with the Nonling, former TMA, and he sometimes sends in questions with JR. And I was, we were texting about the game this morning. And uh, he goes, you're dead on. The game was won by Bennington and Kairou. What is there to say about Bennington? He was fantastic. Kairou was just on. He was engaged. He was skating. He had his head up. I'm less impressed by his shot on the catch and release goal. He's skilled enough to take that shot in his sleep. And more impressed by how he got back into the play. And then his backdoor tap-in on the power play is the result of skating and reading the far side of the ice instead of staying on his wall like he might if he were disengaged. And the other power play goal is Saad being in the right spot and Shen staying with the play and making the right decision. Everybody was touching the puck. Uh, when the power play is bad, Shen might hang 
onto the puck or take an extra beat to find a safer play, like back to the points instead of identifying the best opportunity, assuming that opportunity is exactly and actually there. So uh, you get two power play goals. You get Bennington playing like that. It's going to be tough for anybody to beat them. I mean, that's just a night where the Blues uh, get those kinds of things. But then, interestingly enough, a game in which... You know, you hear from Bannister, heard from Bennington, both following the game. Like, yeah, we didn't necessarily have our best game. At the same time, oddly enough, I feel like Kairou could have had more than the three that he wound up with. So you get the Bruins uh, tomorrow and then uh, wrap up the homestand with Philadelphia. And uh, Tortorella comes to town following his uh, defense of Kevin Hayes two nights ago in Montreal, and then off on the road they go. But, man, if you can survive the month of January, maybe even thrive in the month of January with the schedule as difficult as it is, build confidence when the schedule lightens up, uh, that can give you a little something and maybe a sweat down the stretch, Jackson. Yeah. Just give me Stanley Cup playoffs if you can. I don't know what you can give me. I don't know what kind of, you know, I'm sure you you have some power. Yeah. Just be an old money. I th- give me Stanley Cup playoffs, please. Give me a sweat. I'll put give me some... in April. I w- give me Cardinal baseball, the Masters, and Blues playoffs in April, and then we get the warm weather, and then I'm in a then I'm in a very serene spot. I like that. A little freestyle question here for you. Do you think there's anything they can do over the next oh I don't know week or so that would change their mindset heading into the trade deadline? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think they were ever going to be super aggressive one way or the other okay. because it's a different set of circumstances than last year as far as the sell. And I don't think, you know, as I think it was Jeremy Rutherford said on TMA the other day when he was on with uh, John Kelly and Jamie Rivers when Florida scored a goal, and he was I think talking about um, one of the prospects at the World Snyder, Juniors. I think, yeah, yeah, Jimmy Snipes. That's right. And he goes, oh, there's a goal given up by us there. And then he just went right back into that. <laughs> <laughs> JR is like, yeah, it kind of gives you an idea of where he is on this season. Not that he's not happy by it, but, but it's not. he's like on the edge of his seat thinking, we got to get this game. we got to win this game. So with that said, I'd be surprised if something over the next week, I suppose a major injury. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Would that lead more to buying or selling, you think? Like, let's say sell, Benner, sell, Benner sell, goes sell, down. Sell, 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 If that's the case. But again, I don't really know what all there is. Again, comparatively speaking to what we were talking about last January with the names. Right, right. You know, you're talking O'Reilly and Tarasenko. That's a different conversation than what's out there as far as selling in 2024. Uh, all right, Jackson, you have gotten the audio of the anchor who said Dan Lanning was in Tuscaloosa. We also will have Dan Lanning's response to said report because Dan Lanning is out. Steve Sarkeesian is out. We will talk about the college football domino effect in addition to five more questions from the Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter. You are listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, friends. It is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, Timothy Michael McKernan, Jackson Bennett, Burkett. Jackson, I am constantly seeing what's doing with this coaching search situation. Will there be a domino effect? Nothing doing this morning minus the following. Steve Sarkeesian tweets out he's staying in Texas. But then Kalen DeBoer was supposed to appear on a Seattle radio station this morning. 
and then backed out. The Seattle radio station tweeted out, we apologize, we know you were looking forward to the interview, but uh, Coach DeBoer and the Huskies are doing everything they can to, I believe, solidify the future of Coach DeBoer in Seattle. But that was interesting, was it not? Definitely. On the Sarkeesian thing, I would have absolutely been shocked had he left his post at Texas to go to Alabama, especially with Texas making the jump to the SEC next year. I feel like that's a job you don't necessarily leave. Bama would be the one exception you probably leave for, but I that would have surprised me based on Sark's kind of demeanor around Texas. DeBoer seems like the likely candidate at the moment. However, from Alabama, I don't know. I just I tread lightly just because DeBoer has had two outstanding seasons at Washington, but they're two seasons. But who are you going to get who's like an established star? Dabo? Well, you're you going Dabo. Is that where you're going? But I, they would despise that in Tuscaloosa. And he has proven so far that the new age of college football doesn't necessarily suit his skills. So, and I share that portion with you, his body of work is the best of anybody who yes. would be available, but recently he has run into problems with reluctance with the NIL and transfer portal. So with that said, where's your action? It was on the lane train up until you told me on TMA that I guess you were listening to a podcast. That... Reese Davis and Pete Thamel. Right. And Davis went to Alabama, and I believe he's pretty tied in there, and he said that Greg Byrne, their athletic director, is just not going to hire somebody who he's they've parted ways with, fired. And then Greg McElroy has a show, and he said Kiffin is not in. Mm-hmm. So if McElroy I, of ESPN, former Alabama quarterback, for the record. Right. If I had to put in a, a bet, like you have to bet on you gotta it. fire a bet. you got to fire something at the pot. Where are we going here? Where are we going? It would be DeBoer. If I could take a value play. You're going D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans, as we talked about on TMA, who will probably be the coach of the year in the NFL this year. I'd be surprised if anyone else were to get it. You're little Johnny Texans. I really like what they've done this year. C.J. Stroud's outstanding. You bet him against me. I did. I got the Browns. Browns are plus 3,100 to win the Super Bowl. That's interesting. That's interesting. They, I mean, when you have a defensive front like they do, you can be competitive in almost every game. So it's, it's, there's value to that. All right, fair enough. But D'Amico, former Alabama player, like I think it's really important for the reception of the new coach that they have some sort of Alabama ties. Well, that Kellen DeBoer would be out. Right, but he is, outside of Dabo, probably has the best body of work of anyone can I just wonder how a non-SEC guy would be received by Alabama. Right. Somebody who's born in South Dakota and is coached north of the Mason-Dixon line and not at an SEC school. I don't know. I don't know if it's an issue. You win, everything's fine. But then the first sign of problems, they're on you. And I realize it's Auburn, which is different, but... Still, we've got some similarities there, and Brian Harson experienced that firsthand. Uh, we had one uh, outpost yesterday reporting that on the long list is Missouri coach Eli Drinkwitz. On the long list. Now, you just rolled your eyes a little bit, I noticed. I mean, I love Coach Drink. I love what he's doing for Missouri. I'm very excited about next season and the future in general with him at the helm. It would just really surprise me that a guy who's four years into his SEC coaching career and had one season above 500 would be a candidate for the probably most scrutinized position in all of sports in America? Replacing Nick Saban and taking Alabama out of it. Replacing one of, if not the greatest, college football coach of all time. Yeah, yeah. That would generally, if Sarkeesian would surprise me, Drink would shock me. Mm -hmm. Now... 
The interesting thing is the domino effect that we've talked about in TMA and here of coaches leaving, meaning their jobs need their old jobs need to be filled. Is drink in that situation like obvious? Like like you said, Lane's probably not going anywhere. But like if Lane were to go to Alabama, who takes over the Ole Miss? Now that would not surprise me if Drink would be highly considered for a job like that. Uh, it's a football scoop that put him on there along with uh, Mike Loxley, who used to be at Alabama, and he's now the head coach at Maryland. Uh, Gabe DeArmond, friend of the program, uh, wrote this on Power Mizzou. Anything you are seeing listing Drink is basically aggregating the football scoop report, not confirming it. And that's not to say Drink isn't on a list somewhere or that it's impossible he gets the job. There are just a lot of guys in front of him who are more likely. This is the problem with sports media these days. One person writes something and everybody else just repackages it and the people reading it think there are 27 stories saying this, except there aren't. There is one story saying it and 26 saying the one said it. Nobody in this thread is arguing against Drink as a good coach, but the chances he gets the Bama job are very slim. That's Gabe Yarman. And that's why the Colonel is he's one of my best. favorite people in the world, because he's thinking exactly like I'm thinking. But here is what I am going to do that Gabe can't do on uh, the forum on PowerMizzou.com. I can play audio and say case in point. On two Wednesday night, I guess it would have been Wednesday night. A uh, sports anchor on a Eugene, Oregon television station reported Dan Lanning was in Tuscaloosa. Pretty substantial report. I mean, I didn't know about it until uh, you and the Plowhawk on TMA brought it up. Yep. And I'm going, holy crap, well, if he's in Tuscaloosa, right. then that. And I go, who's reporting this? And then it was a local television anchor in Eugene, Oregon. And I thought, okay. I I had some skeptic. It's not Pete Thamel, you know. For example, it's just I'm wondering because if you're in Eugene, Oregon, anchoring, it's good chance you're closer in age to you. And if you're in your age range, you're used to just use this, not you per se, but people just throw crap out there, and there's no penalty if you're wrong. Well, I think there there should be a penalty. It damages your credibility. Well, it turns out Dan Lanning was at home in Oregon watching uh, Jason Bourne film with his family. And therefore, the anchor had to appear on television last night. And here's what he had to say. Yesterday, we were part of those rumors reporting that Lanning was in Alabama. That information was wrong. I take full responsibility for that. It wasn't the KVAL sports team. It wasn't the rest of the news department here, which is filled with ethical, strong journalists. That one was on me. I take it seriously, and I do want to apologize to our viewers and to my colleagues. We strive to be accurate in our reporting, and when we make an error, as I did yesterday, we own up to it. Dan Lanning in Eugene has absolutely no egg on his face tonight. I wear the egg, and this is turning into a golden age for Oregon football. Duck fans have a lot to be excited about. Mm. I don't. Can you play the very beginning? I sure can, Tim. Thanks, Jackson. Yesterday, we were part of those rumors reporting that Lanning... Uh, that's enough. Thank you. My understanding, you tell me if I'm wrong, because maybe I'm wrong, they weren't a part of the rumors. They were the initial report that which Gabe is talking about. Then it becomes... Because then you go, well, I saw it on Sports Illustrated. Right, right. And they were crediting but like, him. But Sports Illustrated was crediting him. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean Sports Illustrated is reporting it. No. And then, if I'm not mistaken, CBS saw that, and then they looked into it, and they go, this is just like a guy who's, you know, probably starting his career out in Eugene. Now, maybe he knows, because oftentimes, as is the case, 
the younger reporters get close to the players because they're peers and they find out things. But if one player knows Lanning is in Tuscaloosa, then multiple people know it. So it was odd to me that only one person had it. The theory I would have is that there was a flight on that flight tracker software that anybody can access showing a private plane from Eugene, Tuscaloosa. And that was the reason for the report. I don't know. I just keep going back to, number one, two primary sources to corroborate. And number two, if you're going to say something that's either defamatory or factually inaccurate, there has to be some downside to that. And right now, it's an industry in which you can just throw crap out there and just go, oh, well, I've got bad information. And then it's dangerous because the game becomes, let me be first, but if you're wrong, there's no downside. Right, right. And it leads to people distrusting media. Mm-hmm. And that irritates me, along with defaming people. Those are the two things. Jackson, bots, reactions, concerns, or your head already in the Grizzlies Clippers game? No, no. I'll, once once we hit 55 southbound, that's when I'll that's start. That's where you go? That's right, really. when you go past the water tower? That's right, the, the famous water tower. Uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta get two primary sources on it. You know, one person saying something is, you know, rumor, two people saying it is a story. And that's just journalistic ethic. Nice. Ooh, journalism ethics. Smooth as a mountain stream. It's, it's great. As and, the beer he calls his own. And it's great doing it when I'm talking about journalism, something I did not study. Uh, but yeah, journalism ethics tell you, you got to get two sources on it. And I feel like college football more so than any other sport. And I know we're on the heels of Otani thing with Morosi, but like college football more so than anything is, is susceptible to this kind of, uh, kind of rogue journalism that goes on where people are just kind of saying stuff and people run with it. I don't know why that is, but I just feel like college football is more susceptible to it. And as we've talked about college football slowly turning into politics in terms of the, uh, the discourse around it. So yeah. 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 If you, if you don't walk in lockstep with a team, then you're, yeah, you're yeah, the <laughs> uh, So it goes. Uh, 314-399-9646. That's how you can text into the program. It's the Air Comfort Service text line. Studio camera sponsored by the Air Alliance team and 135 Friends of the Feather are in that YouTube chat talking it over. And Jackson's waving to you right now. Yeah, I like to you know, give you him a little something. You got your some people like things. Yeah, that's a great hoodie. You wearing that to the game tonight? No. The Sleepless in Seattle t-shirt? It's in the, it's in the suitcase. You're going to wear that to the... I don't know if I'm going to wear it to the game. They do need to get an NBA team back in Seattle stat, but I don't know. I'd probably not. It's going to be a little chilly in Memphis. Oh, is that right? Well, I would imagine it's chilly damn near everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a little warmer tonight, but tomorrow it's going to be chilly. So, layers, baby layers. Impacting your uh, NFL playoff action, which we will talk about in the second half. Uh, our little formula shows a surprising play for this weekend's NFL action. We will have that for you in the second half of the program. The program is called Balloon Party, and it is sponsored by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Munganas Burkhardt, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you here on the program. It's 1035 in St. Louis, and you are listening to 101 ESPN. Time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers and Jackson. You are in the midst of this Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter. I can't wait to see what you have up your sleeve next. Hmm. Where should I go on this? Where should I go on this? Maybe you should have thought about this while you were updating people on the Trailblazers game. Yeah. Uh, I guess we could say this is a kind of a quick hitter, but it'll kind of lead into a conversation. Oh, wow. Okay. A little strategy here. Watch I, Jackson's strategy, everyone. I kind of alluded to it in the uh, in the last segment, talking about Alabama being a highly scrutinized job. Do you think that the Alabama head football coach is the most scrutinized position in all of American sports? What would be in that conversation? Cowboys coach? Maybe some New York market jobs? Is it situational? You know, like Saban following Saban? that sound like to you i heard over no it's darth vader oh that's good seriously yeah doing it just with your bra voice is pretty tough Nah, it just shows my talent i'm gonna go yankees manager cowboys head coach alabama coach (laughs) am i missing one like, that would be at that level. I think those are the three. Real? Because you're with me. I think those are the three. Because I was thinking, I was like, because I was like, Cowboys coach for sure. Because I know you want to shove a basketball one in there. There's not a doubt but there in my isn't mind. One that's that's the, what I'm thinking. Like, the Knicks would be the most, but that's not even at the same level as They have a new coach every three months, don't they? Uh, Thibodeau's been there for a little bit. He's got a run going. I, they actually are pretty solid this year. Um, you get to see him live tomorrow night. Yeah, second time I've been to a Knicks game in my life. Um but the I just I, they're not that's not the level of the Yankees Cowboys coach, or definitely not the Alabama coach. I just think maybe Alabama is the is the most because down there like football is Alabama football specifically is a religion down there. But it's the same thing at LSU. It's the same thing in Georgia. Same thing in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. I want it to be the same thing here. I would I'm love longing that. for that. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, yeah. I'm longing for that. Yeah. They wouldn't call us soft. Not this media, well, baby. I'll tell you what. If somehow it happens that the dominoes fall, that Eli Drinkwitz gets that job, <laughs> can you imagine? Just imagine. I, boy. You know, we're supposed to be off on Monday. I'd say, Mike Ryder, Randy Carricker, I'm getting out of bed. <laughs> I'm coming in. Yeah. I might tell the boys on TMA. Well, maybe I'll just do it from the house. But either way, yeah. The... the if that were to happen, like I, I've, I've felt bad for Gabe a lot in my life. <laughs> I felt bad for Gabe a lot. I don't think I would have any more sympathy for Gabe in my entire live long life. Than, well, I think there's a, you know, whatever percentage you would give it, it is not listed on the betting odds. Jackson monitors the betting market for the Alabama job. But if it's one thing if he goes to Tuscaloosa. It's another thing if he goes to Fayetteville. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. That's where Gabe would have to deal with the... Yeah, you're right. Perceived lateral moves. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it's like, holy crap. This guy was coaching in Columbia, Missouri, and a year ago just lost a Wake Forest and was 6-7, and seven, and now he's the head coach. I mean, if they're not happy about Dabo Sweeney, I can't imagine they'd be real happy about Eli Drinkwitz down there. You know what I mean? Oh, they would. that would be... There would be a real problem, I think. But... Uh, at least Dabo would have the body of work. But right. on the other side, Drinkwitz has the positive trajectory right now. Right. 
Right. Personally, if I'm making a hire and I'm Alabama, I look at body of work. But if people, the big boosters are going, we don't want Dabo Swinney, then God, I don't know. I just, it's like, do you want Dabo Swinney or do you want Kalen DeBoer? And then who else is in, in Mike Norvell is being discussed, the head coach That's of an Florida interesting State. One. That's an interesting one. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I think for Norvell, it would make a ton of sense. Yeah. Given what Florida State just went through with the CFP, and then now what they're going through with some other health issues. CFP issues a one off. Ne- that'll never happen again. Right, right. But it could leave a bad taste in your mouth if you're the coach. I understand, but it's, it's irrelevant. It had nothing to do with Tallahassee or anybody in Florida State. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, if anything, he got like insane backing from Florida State fans right. and legislators, for that matter. What's your next question, sir? I'm sorry. I, I, I go off on tangents, Jackson. It's all good. I want to pay off on that tease that you uh, tease the yeah. audience with on the NFL. Super wild card weekend betting. Any value? you see out there, something you're interested in, matchups that you're targeting? The one that is surprising to me, but I guess this is how it works, I would imagine if there is a game of them all, maybe it would be the Bills over the Steelers, but if you could just take one team, if you had like a survivor pool this weekend, and you had all the matchups, and I'll attempt to do them from memory and give you the spreads, Browns minus two in Houston. Chiefs minus four and a half at home against Miami. Very cold conditions mm-hmm. here in uh, Missouri, even though it's four hours to the west. Uh, the Bills minus 10 against the Steelers. The Cowboys minus seven at home against the Packers. The Lions, I can't recall that number off the top of my head. Is it four and a half? I thought it was four and a half or three and a half. At home against the Rams. And then Monday night, the Buccaneers getting three at home against the Eagles. If yeah. there was one that I think, if you're doing a survivor pool, I think the public would take the most of, I think it would be the Cowboys. I yeah. think. I really do, even though yeah. the line is bigger with the Bills and Steelers. Right, right, right. However, oh, wow. The money is on the Packers. Yeah. In a large way. And that is... The little formula I use for my NFL wagering, it's approaching the number where I go, doesn't matter what I think, I have a fiduciary responsibility to my family to deploy capital and my runners in Las Vegas and Monte Carlo Right at this point uh, to bet the Packers. Now, we're not there yet, but that just caught my eye because on the surface I would go, the Cowboys are going to beat them by about 30. Yeah. Yeah, and I know our data doesn't necessarily support this, but every time I hear someone talk about the Dolphins Chief games, they go, Oh, the Dolphins can't win in cold weather like that. It's gonna be brutal. Oh, the Chiefs are you will making win. a play? I, I just are you hear go it. against St. Louis Chiefs fans? I, I just hear it and it makes me think like, boy, everyone I hear, everyone I talk to is like, Man, the Dolphins, it's cold weather. They just won't win and write them off. Makes me kinda of wanna bet the Dolphins. Oh, you're parlaying the Dolphins and Packers. Getting four and a half. I mean the Dolphins clearly have the talent to do so. They just have really struggled against good teams and struggled in cold weather. There's no doubt about that. But like I said, or if you've said before, when the public is all saying this, that, and the other, usually the opposite happens. Brando kind of scratch. You know what I'm thinking about? You do a good Brando. I'm thinking about the under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what that total is. 43 and a half. What do you think? I don't do show prep? <laughs> I know I don't, but uh, 43 and a half. That's pretty, pretty low. It's cold, though. It's cold. And the hawk is up. Is Pacheco playing? I shouldn't ask that because I, I right. don't know the answer, and I should, shouldn't that's ask. Like, that's, that's like the answer know. that the producer for the show should have. Right, right. Jackson? Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, mm. yeah. Why don't you just look through your phone for about ten minutes on the all air? All right, all right, all right, all uh, right. Jackson's looking that up. What I'm going to do is go to a break, and we will come back with the final two, three questions for the little piddles yeah. Friday six shooter. Then Jackson, I go right down the hallway back to the TMA studios and go live on YouTube.com/slash/TMASTL. And sometimes it's sports related, sometimes it's not. I don't know. It's questions from the audience, and you can ask anything you want. And I'm offering hundred fifty dollars, hundred fifty dollars. My own money. This isn't like Win Terry's money on Fox. Oh, I'm crazy. I'm giving away money. No, this is really my money for hate mail. Like yeah. real, like that, that pisses me off. Yeah. Now, the hate mail, been getting it for a quarter century. I'm trying to figure out if I'm a sociopath. Right. Calloused. Right. Can you get me? Now, you can't use your burner. You can't use your burner that you registered to post under STL Today articles on. You got to use your Hotmail account. Mm, yeah, MSN, <laughs> AOL, SBC Global. Right, we well, AOL, nice. we wanna... You like out, you outdueled me on that. <laughs> Charter.net. It's whatever emails Doug's <laughs> Doug has. <laughs> that is where you got to send it. And then I just Venmo you 150. I go, I'll tip my cap. That was good. You got me. Yeah. All right. Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com or any other topic for that matter. Anything is welcome. We'll come back with the final segment of Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN. Right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, Jackson, here it is. Final segment. How are you going to finish? That's up to you. It is up to me. I like that. I like that power. All right. Banana. 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 tactic. It was. I have to scroll up. Pat McAfee. Oh, what's going on here? A little interesting article I read today in Awful Announcing. I actually am not familiar with this story. Educate me. So the article is basically saying that despite the negative headlines of recent with McAfee and ESPN, they have the same vision. And that vision is McAfee being brought on to increase internet and YouTube viability and not caring about the TV ratings. That's what, they, that's what they're kind of saying. I believe McAfee allegedly was upset with Norby because Norby was the one talking about the TV ratings when, in McAfee's mind, he knew, Norby, a high-level executive, that he wasn't brought on to bring in TV ratings. He was brought in to bring in YouTube numbers, and he's get like 100,000 concurrent viewers sometimes for that's his show. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, those are major numbers. So, knowing that, it seems the idea getting behind McAfee was priming their content to be moved to subscription-based methods. This is one of those things where you're doing the read, like you're just getting it out of the way. I lost my place and I couldn't find it, so I was just like, talk fast, kid. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, we got time. Yeah, exactly. Spread your wings and fly. You are a beautiful butterfly. Okay. Is that Mariah Carey? Is that Mariah Carey? I love Mariah Carey. What about Daniel Craig? Oh. I mean, he gets out of that. I think it was the Mediterranean in Casino Royale. Woof, woof. What do you mean, woof, woof? Yeah, he's wearing a Speedo. Precisely. 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. I, I just know that gets people going. Not me, necessarily. But I can recognize. Either way, based on the article... It seems the idea of getting behind McAfee was to prime their content to be moved to a subscription-based method, and if they have someone like McAfee, they'll have that anchor. What are your thoughts on this story? Is the plan for ESPN seem to be the right move as opposed to spending more money on linear TV-focused hosts? I'm, I'm hearing all of this for the first time. So you're saying the play with getting McAfee 
was to get more people to subscribe to the ESPN app. Is that is that what you're saying? Not necessarily, but if they were to move to more of a subscription-based method online like YouTube, that they would have an anchor. It's someone who people would pay for right off the bat, and that person being McAfee, someone with an established show. So are people paying for that now? They're no, not. They're just watching no, it for free they're on watching YouTube. It. Yeah, they're watching it for free currently on YouTube. Well, let me ask you this, and I'm going to buy time to try to think of my answer by acting like I care about yours. <laughs> what is a sports show, not the association, or not the Cardinals, or Missouri, or may heaven's lightning bolt strike me down, the NHL, that you would pay for, like a show, a sports show you would pay for? See what I'm saying? I'm not saying like I know if you, if, you know you'd pay for an NBA game, right? Or a Cardinals game or a Missouri game, but I'm talking about like a like a you know I mean right up there as I'm looking, Mike Greenberg is wearing goggles as they're smashing little football helmets. You couldn't give me five hundred dollars <laughs> to watch this, uh, you know? But like, what is what is something like? I loved real sports. May it rest in peace. I loved real sports on HBO. Something I personally wouldn't, right. but I know some a ton of no, people. No, 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 you personally, baby, you personally. The That's only, what I'm saying. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, NBA and TNT is a pre and post game show. That would be one. That's it. There you go. That gives me an example. That that and that works. Mm-hmm. I I get that, and mm-hmm. I'm obviously not as big of a fan as you are. And mm-hmm. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably like College Game Day. Yeah, that's a good call. That's another one. Um, okay. Pardon my take is one that a lot of people. Would I bet that to. would be one. Yeah, I'm just curious if if the McAfee. And I know it's incredibly successful. Make that crystal clear. This isn't like, I'm mad that he's making money. You know, that's not it. God bless him. Tip my cap. Good for anybody in the business when somebody raises the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just curious if that would be something that people would pay for. And I don't know. I agree that people would pay for Shaq and Charles Barkley and mm-hmm. Kenny the Jet with Ernie Johnson. I get that. Right. But I'm just curious on... Like daily, would people do that? I don't know. Right, right. So and I'm I, asking aloud. Yeah, and I think like what you could frame it as if you're ESPN is if you do pay for it, it's no ads. You know, you're just getting straight information. And if you are watching a linear TV and drop that, you essentially just take that payment over to the subscription based model. Right, However, right, right. like I just listed, a hundred thousand concurrent YouTube viewers would tell you that more people are sure, watching. Sure. So I mean, even if only ten percent came over and paid, that's a that's I would think that's a win. It's kind of oh, yeah. like we were breaking down the P and L for Peacock spending a hundred ten million dollars on this Chiefs game tomorrow night, Chiefs Dolphins, and I think they might be profitable just. Tomorrow night. Yeah, not including ad sales or sustained subscriptions yeah. for people who don't cancel it because it's like, hey, the office is on here and we love the office. All right, we'll keep Peacock. And yeah, that's what I think Amazon's taking a look at what Peacock's doing. And if it's successful this weekend, I would bet Amazon next time, next would year. Would they for the give playoffs. a couple hundred million to have a playoff game next year? Yeah, and it raises the price for everybody too. Oh, Fox, goodness. CBS, ESPN sure. are going to start ponying up. And that's like, if we're going to see a big shift to stream, Things like this, where an NFL playoff game, like the most heralded thing you could possibly have in American sports, gets moved to streaming, and it works, it's going to be a new age. What baby. if Balloon Party was only available on Netflix, huh. and what that would do for Netflix stock? Oh boy, yeah. We want to talk about spreading our wings, right? That would be a moment. I mean, there was the Chappelle special on New Year's Eve. 
But if you get us right live too, sitting here, <laughs> static, <laughs> just talking about the Cardinals signing aging pitchers. Oh. And the trending now up there at the Bowling <laughs> Party. <laughs> that would be really great. Piddles in the Chud. <laughs> yeah, Piddles in the Chud. Yeah, we rename it. Jackson, do you have a fifth question? Uh, I do. I do, matter of fact. I do, I do, I do. Why the delay tactics are just so transparent. Hmm. Where will I go? Where will I go? Yeah. Show me madness and I will show you love. What could the domino effect of these coaches moving around with the rumors of Jim Harbaugh possibly making the move to the NFL? Do you think there's any chance it could affect our guy coach drink if somebody else takes a job? Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. I feel like if DeBoer took the Alabama job, I don't think I'd be too nervous about Drink going to Washington. I agree with that. I agree with that. I just I'm gonna, can I have a can I take can can I have a moment for myself? The floor is yours, sir. Should we rename the show Piddles in the Chud or Tim takes a moment for himself? One's a little wordy, but I like it still. Right. I just don't fault anyone for choosing to leave a job and pursue. And also, when it gets down to business, I don't fault a corporation for going. Oh, you can't. We can't justify. You know, pop, pop. You're gone. You know, mm-hmm. that's the way that it goes. It just, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I compartmentalize the business versus the personal. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've been on the other side of the desk, so to speak. And I know that usually these are math-based decisions, but sometimes they're family-based decisions. And what my thing with Eli Drinkwitz has been from the, not the moment he was hired, but from the first few weeks when he was hired I'm just like, I don't think that this is a guy who's going to be here for the long haul. And either he is going to fail, and so all of the talk is going to be, oh my God, Eli Drinkwitz, remember that? What a joke. Or when there is an opportunity, he's going to be gone. In other words, he's not Gary Pinkle, but that doesn't mean he's bad. It's right. just he's not Gary Pinkle, who just had a tough time leading Toledo, Ohio, much less, you know, eventually being a coach in the SEC. And so if Eli Drinkwitz were to leave, I think if he leaves for Alabama, I think a lot of Missouri fans would be concerned about the state of the Missouri program, but I don't think they'd be angry or as angry at Eli Drinkwitz as if what I was making reference to, not that Fayetteville's in play, but something that would be perceived as a lateral move. If anything, I think some Missouri fans would go, God, it's a compliment that the Missouri coach was taken for what is perceived as what you were saying, perhaps one of the most high profile jobs in all the sports. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it actually like, it's like the only way that he could have like a perfect legacy, not perfect, obviously, but like his legacy would probably be best if he did go to Alabama. But if it's, if it's an, and I don't know what a, what a good slash realistic, I guess like if Kiffin got the job and as we've said, two different Reese Davis and Greg Mackler, so that didn't happen. But you know, who knows? Maybe it does wind up happening. But Blake Baker wasn't going anywhere either. Uh, And then he went to Oxford. You know, mm-hmm. like how that, that, that would you see what be, I'm saying? That would not be receivable, even though it that's probably that, is a step up. That's, I mean, there was debate last Friday night, is Blake Baker making a lateral move? Right. And I suppose short term, you could say, well, Missouri's in a better spot than LSU, but long term, no, there's, I'm even Missouri fans. It was, who the hell would say LSU's not a better football program? Right. It's probably one of the top five over the last 24 seasons since 2000, mm-hmm. I would think. Oh, yeah. With championships and perennial success. So I think that's the thing to keep an eye on. Um, 
also, you know, I mean, it, it, one thing, if you are worried that they have a defensive coordinator announcement, you go, okay, well, then that means you would think. But at the same time, it's college sports. And one of the reasons why it's so titillating to talk about or to listen is because it does have soap opera elements to it. You know, I don't think NHL coaches, unless you get a, a, a handful of one-offs and like Tortorella is a personality or people hated Babcock, whatever it is, they don't have the same like baseball managers now because a lot of them are just like neutered guys <laughs> who are receiving messages from neutered guys in front offices. <laughs> Everyone's neutered. Everybody's eunuch. <laughs> But in college football, it's really personality-based. It's cult of personality, which is so perfect for 2024 in so many ways. And I think that is why you're seeing an uptick in the interest in college football, even though the game and what surrounds players going to schools and coaches leaving them has never been more chaotic and the rules more unclear. Mm -hmm. But the interest is also at an all-time high. ESPN's breaking records with their numbers for those ratings for those games. So college football is positioned quite well because, if anything, it might be one of the last bastions of both personality and anti-data. Yeah, that's a good call. And therefore, more people can relate to it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Kiffin. just passion. Yeah, Lane Kevin's a great example of that personality. He uh-huh. loves doing stuff That's like what I'm that. Saying. These head coaches become cults of personality. It's 11 o'clock. we got to go. BK and Ferrari are out at Centene. Blues and Bruins tomorrow night. Pre-game here, 6 p.m. on 101 ESPN. Jackson and I are going to YouTube.com slash TMASTL here in a matter of moments. For Jackson Burkett, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Munganess Burkhardt, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.